Right, good morning, everyone. Um, please turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I have the privilege to lead us all around communion this morning. And I'd like to do so by reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, verses 23 to 29, and drawing your attention to some points here in the text. So 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 down to 29. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus in the night in which he betrayed, was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats the bread and drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself, and in, in so doing he is to eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself, if he does not judge the body rightly. Now you may remember the past couple times I've been up here, I've been going through this text, breaking it down and using it to lead us in communion. You may remember, remember me breaking it into three parts, being the why, the what, and the how of communion. Verse 23 uh, would be the why of communion. Paul writes, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The point being that the Lord has instituted this time. This is not Paul's idea nor some other apostle's idea uh, that made this ordinance up. But communion is a time directly instructed for us to observe by the Lord himself. Verse 24, 25, and 26 makes up the what of communion. What exactly do we do during this time? These are the instructions we have received from the Lord as to what we're to do during this time, namely to remember him and his victory over sin by his sacrificial death on the cross. And lastly, verse 27, 28, and 29 makes up the how of communion, the manner in which we're to partake communion in, that we're not to approach this time out of a spirit of familiarity or uh, in a, any sort of flippant way, but that we're, we're to approach this time thoughtfully and carefully with a sense of awe. You may remember last time I focused on the how of communion and I wrote the four questions up on the board. Well, today... I want to draw your attention to the three verses in the middle, verse 24, 25, and 26, what I see as the what of communion, what communion is, what we are to do. The instructions we have received from the Lord with what we're to do during this time. So what I'm going to do is just simply go through these three verses, and for the sake of time, we're not going to dig into everything, but I've just outlined three points that I'd like to share as we go through. Three points, one point for each verse. Point one, 
We're to remember by the symbol of bread the Lord's body. The end of verse 23 and carrying into verse 24 says, The Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now what does Jesus mean by this is my body, do this in remembrance of me? Some would have us to believe that the bread literally becomes Jesus' body. But by scripture, we understand that the bread and the drink are to be symbols. Now, when we come around this time of remembering our Lord's body, it's quite a remarkable thing that we're doing. For his body was like no other. Jesus was God in flesh. He was the word which became flesh. Colossians 2 Verse 9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. To remember our Lord's body correctly, we start at the incarnation. Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity, comes down to earth, born through a virgin, and takes on human flesh. To carry this point further, we can then remember everything the Lord did in his body, with his body. From never sinning once to, perf- to perfectly fulfilling the law of God, always pleasing to the Father, then the ultimate act our Lord did with his body, he willingly took on our sinfulness and took our sinfulness with him to the cross. And there he was nailed to the cross. And you know what the most amazing part out of all this is? Look back at the text, the four words that come after, this is my body. The four words, which is for you. You realize that everything the Lord did in his body was for you. His incarnation was for you. His perfect obedience to the Father and fulfilling the law of God perfectly was for you. His sacrifice on the cross was for you. It was for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 5.21 says, For our sake he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In Isaiah 53 verses 5-6 to says, But he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. That's point one. We're to remember his body by the symbol of bread. Point two. We remember the new covenant in Christ's blood by the symbol of drink. Verse 25. 
In the same way, he took the cup also after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. What is the new covenant? Well, to understand the new covenant, we must have at least some understanding of the old covenant. The old covenant, primarily remembered by the law, the sacrificing of animals, and the Levitical priesthood, was the means that sinful man had relationship with God. Now, what the old covenant failed to do, which was make us righteous, Christ has done through his life, his death, and his resurrection on the cross. And in Christ, we find these three things. We find the law fulfilled, the perfect Lamb of God slain on our behalf, and now we have such a great high priest who intercedes for us for all eternity. It is through the shedding of his blood that we are redeemed. We are made righteous in the sight of God. And this is the new covenant that through faith and faith alone in Christ Jesus, we have the forgiveness of sins and restored relationship with God. You see, the problem wasn't with the old covenant, but it was with us. It's us who can't keep the law because of our sinful nature. And God knew that. God gave us the law so that we would see our sin. The law accomplished, accomplished what it was set out to do, to be our teacher, to lead us to Christ, to show us of our shortcomings and our failings, so that we might throw ourselves into the merciful hands of a saviour, that saviour being God himself, Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verses 3 and 4 says, For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh, and in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us, who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. And Galatians 3, verses 24 to 26 says, Therefore the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ, so that we may be justified by faith. But now faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Point one was we remember his body by the symbol of bread. Point two, we remember our new covenant in Christ's blood by the symbol of drink. And point three, when we take communion, we are identifying ourselves with Christ. Verse 26 says, For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Proclaim. The same word as preach. Today, as we partake in communion, we are preaching. We're preaching to our old sinful nature and to the world around us that no longer am I held under the bondage and guilt of my sin 
But now I am identified with Christ and he has borne my sin. I'm now unified with his sinless life, his sacrificial death and his victorious resurrection, declaring that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And now my heart, my hope is set not on the things of this world, but on the things of his kingdom and his second coming, his plans, his purposes and his glory are now what I live for. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. When we take the symbols of communion, this is what we're preaching to ourselves and also to the world around us. Point one, we're to remember his body by the symbol of bread. Point two, we remember the new covenant in Christ's blood by the symbol of drink. And point three, when we take communion, we are identifying ourselves with Christ. So in summary then, what is communion? Communion is a time when we remember the Lord's body, namely his incarnation, his perfect life, his sacrificial death on the cross, we remember the new covenant in his blood, that is, that through his blood and his blood alone, we are cleansed from sin and have restored relationship with God. And these two truths are symbolized by bread and drink, and when we take these symbols, we are identifying ourselves with Christ. We, celebrate, we are celebrating our union with him, and at the same time, we are preaching to the world around us that we belong to Jesus Christ. I'll just end in prayer and feel free to take communion in your own time. Oh, Heavenly Father, you are incredible. Lord, thank you for coming down in human flesh, fulfilling the law of God and then dying a sacrificial death on the cross for us. And Lord, we remember you today. We remember your body. We remember your blood. And we pray, Lord, that as we take these symbols, that we would be pleasing to you. Lord, would you have, our, have your way in us and make us, Lord, into the people that you have us to be. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen.